0: I'm going to show these people how serious I am. And I remember I used to tell my dad, I'm going to pay your bills one day. And he
1: was like, "Uh uh-huh, let's see, let's see. And I was like, I'm going to pay your bills. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's your host, Michelle Lee, Editor-in-Chief of Allure. In this episode of the Allure podcast, I'll be interviewing one of the most influential women in beauty, Huda Katan. In the span of a decade, Huda Beauty transformed from a blog into a global beauty brand. With almost 4 million YouTube followers and 41 million Instagram followers, it's one of the fastest-growing beauty brands on social media. Now, after taking the global makeup industry by storm, she'll be venturing into a whole new beauty category, launching the skincare collection Wishful. Stick around to hear how it all started. This episode is made possible by Abv. Painful periods, pelvic pain in between periods, pain with sex, not fun to talk about but it's important to speak up because it could be endometriosis. Symptoms are different for every woman, and not all women have all three. Talk to your doctor and visit speakendo.com to learn more. Sponsored by AbbVie. Do you remember what your first memory of beauty was?
0: My first memory of beauty was definitely um DIYs, going into your kitchen, playing with whatever, you know, ingredients you have. I mean, that's kind of where my my love for beauty kind of I, I would say it originated. It's not as traditional as people would expect. I think most people are expecting like makeup and some weird stories about their moms like putting on lipstick. I didn't have those. It was like, "Hey, how do you even out your skin tone in certain areas?" Oh, sugar and lemon, there you go. <laughs> so, that's kind of what I played around with when I was a kid.
1: How did you figure that out, though? Did you just ask people or did you just just experiment?
0: You know, actually, my older sister, she was about 11 years. She is about 11 years older than me. And so I think she's kind of the first one who was, like, obsessed with figuring out certain hacks. She just, I think for her, it was more, like, fun. and I mean, she was just, like, very, very curious. And then, you know, I started getting really into it because I always felt like I wasn't a cute kid. I felt, like, very... I just felt ugly, honestly, as a kid. I feel like that's where my obsession with beauty kind of came from It's like the the feeling of not having it kind of felt like, oh, maybe if I did have it, then I would feel, you know, more attractive and then I would feel more accepted and more whatever it is. But as weird as that sounds, you know, it's kind of where that came from. So I was obsessed with it. I was like, literally like I am on a mission to find out how I can look and feel more attractive and... You know, all these tips and tricks that I'm I'm playing with, I'm going to like keep forever. So a lot of people do different types of makeup. They like want to do the more, you know, colorful makeups. I'm all about the beauty. How can I make people look more attractive? How can I, you know, make things like, you know, trick the eye in certain ways? That's kind of always been my thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I also feel like the times have changed so much that like beauty standards in general have also changed. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank (laughs) God. And I feel like you were so pivotal in that too. And just like the internet and YouTube and everything. When you were growing up, was there someone who you considered to be just the epitome of beauty, whether it was a celebrity, somebody who was in your life, like who was just beautiful to you?
0: So, I mean, you know, I grew up in like Middle Eastern family, so they always like light skin, but I always like dark skin. I really liked my, the way my sister looked. My sister, oh yeah, she used to wear these like contact lenses and... She would have like this curly hair and, you know, she would wear this mascara and her eyes were like just so insane. And so as soon as I could, as soon as I like needed glasses, I think I needed glasses when I was 13. I was like, I'm getting colored lenses. <laughs> and I was so excited. <laughs> and then when I got into like, you know, pretty, when I was a teenager, I I really was obsessed with Tyra Banks. I thought she was just so beautiful. And I remember seeing so many pictures of her and like just, you know, the time You just would find pictures of her in magazines, and I would just keep them. And I remember some of the editorials that I saw her do. I still remember them to this day. She was just, for me, I thought she was so beautiful.
1: Totally. Were you a big top model fan?
0: Oh my God! I <laughs> still a top model. fan. Um, I just rewatched I know, so some good. of them. Oh, she's amazing. It's so funny because like she was just ahead of I think the time too at the time when she launched top top model. I just watched rewatch some of it recently, and I was like, oh, this is not as good as it was like when I first watched it. But I still think she is so fierce, and she's just such a strong woman, such a hardworking, relentless woman. You know what she's done. I'm I'm a big Tyra Banks fan. I feel like I like she's just a really smart, hardworking woman.
1: Yeah, same. So like you mentioned, I feel like a lot of a lot of people know you for makeup, of course, but we are here talking about skincare. Do you remember in your lifetime, like when did you start incorporating skincare into your beauty routine? I guess it was when you were mixing things up in the kitchen.
0: I honestly feel like skincare for me was a little bit more it was a bit more challenging, to be honest, because I I guess it kind of was like a need as well, you know, like you don't really know that you like something like isn't not working until like you have like an issue with it. Like I knew my skin wasn't, I had big pores and I had textured skin, but I was like, ah, whatever. But then when I had cystic acne, I got adult acne. Then I was like, oh my God, like, this is just, this is like, I I don't want to leave the house. I don't want people to see my skin. I don't want people looking at my face like all the time and looking at my acne. Cause as a teenager, I didn't really have, like I had blemishes, but nothing really severe. And then when I got into early university days, like I was like probably like 19, 20, it got really bad. And I think I felt really kind of like, at the time I felt like, oh my God, like I have no idea. Now I know it's my skin wasn't balanced. So that was the problem. But at the time I was just like, why am I, why is it getting worse and worse and worse? And the more I do, the worse it gets, the more I try, like everything is just out of whack and I just can't seem to get my skin in check. It kind of, started originally like that. Like, I just felt like I desperately needed to get my my skin in order. But I honestly didn't think I would. Like, I really thought my skin was just always going to be blemished. It was always going to be something that I wanted to cover up, which is why, you know, I became so obsessed with full coverage makeup. You know, but now it's like, it's crazy because now when I get a, when I break out, I don't touch it. I put hot water on it. You know, I'm like, oh, nope, not putting drying (laughs) lotion, not putting all that stuff. My skin is, you know, talking to me. It's mad at me for something I did. That blemish is just, it's swearing at me saying, bitch, stop, (laughs) you know? And so I just like put some (laughs) hot water on and I leave it alone. I don't do the same things that I used to do. I used to freak out and make it all worse.
1: Yeah, same. I also, I have a really similar story in that when I was a teenager, I really didn't have acne besides like the occasional pimple. And then it wasn't until I was in my 30s and 40s that I had cystic acne. And it's like, it's so puzzling. But what I realized too is that it was partially skincare because I think that the old wisdom used to be like dry the hell out of your skin, which is not necessarily the way to go. And then also it was partially lifestyle too. Like a lot of times what I was eating, what I was doing, not washing my pillowcase enough. Like there's so many things that go into it. I mean, you're so busy and I know you travel all the time too. Like has wellness become part of that skincare journey for you also?
0: Oh yeah. And you know what? It's so great because I feel like, you know, it's so funny to hear you say that you had cystic acne because I'm, I know you, I've looked at you, your skin is just stunning. So, so great. I think this is a great thing for people to hear because when I tell people that I had acne, they don't believe me until I break out because of almost nothing that I do to my skin, it's so, I think this is a good message for people to hear. And it is wellness. I mean, it is about, you know, your skin is just telling you what's going on in the inside. You know, we fake it with makeup, which yeah. is fun and great. But when you're not wearing anything and your skin looks fresh and healthy and you feel proud of that, that's that moment where you're like, you know, hey, you know, I actually don't want to wear the makeup today. I feel beautiful and proud and I feel like I have something. So wellness is a 100% part of it. I've definitely been trying to sleep a lot. Um, you know, I've, I have read this amazing book and, and, and they, they actually have a really great podcast too. Um, it's a, The Model Health Show, I think, is what the, the podcast is. But the book is um, by this doctor called Sean Stevenson. And he talks about health and how it, like, it builds you up. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to sleep. I'm only sleeping three hours a night, four hours a night.
1: Oh my God, oh, really? I need to sleep.
0: I need to sleep. So
1: I, like now <laughs> I'm sleeping a lot more. Are you doing like the eight hours a night? Almost every night.
0: But I, I Good used for struggle. You. Thank you. I know, right? We should be proud of ourselves for sleeping. But yeah, I mean, I, I moved up to six, and now I'm at eight. I'm tr- I try to get to nine sometimes.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm sleeping.
1: Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed. I know that you revealed recently also, and you've been really open about endometriosis. Yeah. How has that diagnosis changed your approach to self care, and did it affect your skin? Did it affect beauty? How you see yourself?
0: I think that was honestly like a, a big shift for me. Like that was like kind of a catalyst to okay, Heda. Like you think you're okay, but you're actually not okay. Like you are putting way too much stress on yourself. I actually, I've I've been saying this, but I feel that endometriosis is very closely linked to stress. All the women that I've I, like that I know who've had endometriosis just have it, and they're very highly stressed women. And I'm like, I don't think that that's something that I want to do, and I could feel it getting really bad um, in 2018. So. That was, a, that was a stressful year. I remember 2017 being a stressful year for me. Um, and then, you know, we just closed our investment with TSG and it was great because, you know, on one hand, all of a sudden we had validity that our brand was real. But on the other, I felt like I need to find purpose. I needed to reignite the purpose. So there was a lot of self-stress that I had to rediscover who I was and, you know, what I was doing. It was a very stressful time. And because of that, I could definitely feel like the pain was getting worse and worse every single year. And I I felt like it was very strongly related to stress. I remember telling my husband, like, I don't know. Like, I tell him this every beginning of the year. I'm like, I don't know how bad my intramatriosis is going to get this year. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been worried that it could get to a point where it becomes, you know, bad. So I definitely do want to be less stressed for sure. Yeah.
1: So... Pivoting over to your career, I mean, I am so impressed with the way that your career has gone, just your trajectory. It is so amazing. At what point in your life did you realize that you wanted to make beauty your career? Was it just sort of like a natural thing that happened? Was there a point in time where you said, I'm going to do this for a living?
0: Thank you. And you've been so supportive from the beginning. So thank you for that. You know, actually, it's so funny because I feel like when I finally decided to actually study makeup and, um, you know, make beauty my life, my parents at first were like, oh, my God, this girl, you know, they're, they're Middle Eastern parents. They're like, if you're not a doctor, if you don't have doctor or something in your name, you know, we're like, we're not so proud of you, <laughs> you know, and, um, <laughs> and so I studied finance. So they were like, oh, okay, at least she's in business. And then when I said makeup, they were like, oh, God. Our daughter is a loser. Oh, my God. Like, So they kind of like gave up on me for, and you know, I think maybe it was a blessing in disguise because they were like, go do whatever. We don't care. Just do something. And so um, I was like, I'm going to show these people how serious I am. And I remember I used to tell my dad, I'm going to pay your bills one day. And he was like, uh-huh. Let's see. Let's see. And I was like, I'm going to pay. <laughs> and it took me a long time. I mean, the first 7 years, it's crazy because this year actually marks 10 years that hudabeauty.com launched our blog. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy because you know, at the time I was like, I don't know what it's going to become. I remember when I asked the girls do my logo, I was like, I don't know what it's going to become, but I know it's going to be on packaging. That's all I can tell you. So, I'm going to I don't have money to pay you now, but when I have money, I'm going to pay you a lot more than I would pay you now. The first 7 years, I basically worked without getting paid. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy oh when God. you when you finally do create something and all of that work wasn't for for you know nothing
1: yeah looking back what's what's been the biggest challenge for you running your own brand
0: you know we actually have the most amazing team honestly like i have to say i'm so I get emotional when I talk about my team because I'm so proud and I'm blessed to work with them. But also managing a team and being really hands-on is challenging. I always want to make sure I have a life coach and like I'm always worried about my team's happiness. And she's always like, that's not on you. <laughs> and I'm like, but I feel responsible for the happiness. And she's like, it's not on you. But I definitely feel like that is a challenge for me personally because um, sometimes you don't always get to be who you want to be because you're trying to be like, you know, representative or strong for your, your team or, you know, trying to make sure everyone's happy, everyone's working together, everyone's nice to each other. That is a challenge. That's the hardest thing. Oh, it's and, really hard. Oh my god! And you know, it's so funny because I think there's a lot of influencer brands that are coming out. I don't know if people would go to the extent that that like I go. I want to see them do. It. I would love to see them do because it honestly, it's necessary. But like I, a lot of stuff, I'm going through. Sometimes I'm like, man, this is a challenge. This is taking years off my life, <laughs> you know. But um, <laughs> but I you know you want a happy environment, and and, I, and I'm 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 lucky because I work with
1: amazing people.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you don't work with amazing people. <laughs>
1: What do you consider to be your biggest success so far?
0: I mean, honestly, I am. I hate to go back to this, but I am proud of my team. We finally, for the first time ever, just recently had the first team member leave to go join another company. You know, nobody ever left before. And I found that, I, I took that as a huge accomplishment. People had moved because they, they had moved, you know, their family had moved, so they had to leave, but nobody ever left to go join another company ever. You know, one wow. of our team members left for the first time, it was in um, December, it was the first time ever. Yeah, I took, I, I took that as a big accomplishment, to be honest. Like, I, I was really, really proud of that.
1: That's huge.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) Thank you.
1: After the break, we'll talk about her new skincare collection, Wishful, and how it's changed her beauty routine. Ever feel throbbing pelvic pain, even when it's not your period? It's not in your head, and this can be caused by endometriosis. About 1 in 10 women of reproductive age have it, yet many don't know it. Speak up to your doctor and visit speakendo.com to learn more. Sponsored by AbbVie. Welcome back to the Allure Podcast. Our conversation with Huda Katan continues. Our big topic of the day, of course, is wishful. So the last time I saw you, again, like we talked about you were launching skincare. I think it was so early days that yeah. you weren't even allowed to say what the <laughs> name of it was. Can you just share with us what the like the origin story was of the brand? What made you think, okay, I have to launch skincare now? Where did the name come from? Tell us the whole story.
0: Well, you know, is skincare and makeup, like they're the kind of they don't really go together in some ways, you know? So, it was like, do I how do I feel about makeup brands who launch skincare? And I was like, you know, I've seen them doing the fast. I just don't believe in it. I personally don't. I get nervous. It, it just in my head, when I think about makeup, I think about things that aren't necessarily good for your skin. Although you we put a lot of good ingredients, a lot of brands put a lot of great ingredients. It's just it just makes you think of covering your skin up. You know, just mentally, I had that block in there. And I was like, you know, skincare, I think of clean and natural. And like, for me, it's very earthy. It's very basic. It's very, you know, simple. And so I was like, we knew very early on that we didn't want to make it hooded beauty skin. We just knew it right away. And so we thought about the name and you know, and a lot of things. And we were like, you know, if we call it something else too, you know, Hood of Beauty, like everything has to be square and everything has to be like a certain image and a certain DNA. And now all of a sudden we get to start from scratch. Like it's a bit more challenging, but also we get to start from scratch. So, you know, we came up with the name Wishful. The team came together and we love the idea of like having a wish list for skin and what's your skin wish. And it's just like, you know, um, we all sat together and it was like a kumbaya moment where everybody was just like throwing things around. And we were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. How come nobody's ever called a brand Wishful before? <laughs> And when, you know, the brand, the packaging is totally different from Huda Beauty. And I'll have to send you the sketch in my sketchbook, but, you know, it was like, it started with a sketch and then my team like put some, put some glitter on it and they made it like amazing. And yeah, it was, it was really, it was beautiful. It's, it's, it's been an interesting journey when we did the photo shoot, you know, when we do Huda Beauty photo shoots, it's like sexy and we got, you know, you have makeup and hair and long nails and it's a huge production. You have like 50 people on, on set. There's a vibe and then when we decided when we did the wishful shoot, we didn't want to do any makeup, any Photoshop, any anything. So I got in front of the camera and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be fine. Like I was nervous about it. But I was like, this is going to be fine. And I got in front of the camera and I was like, I don't know how to pose. I was like, I <laughs> don't know what to do. Like, you know, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like here I am in my my most vulnerable state. You're seeing me for me. And I was like, I wasn't sure if I was ready for it. And, you know, they were taking the photos. And then I looked at the photo of myself because I, I was kind of embarrassed. I was shy. I don't know why. You know, having felt so good about my skin now, I felt shy though, you know, to do this photo and I felt very vulnerable. And then I saw the picture and I was like, damn it, Huda, that woman deserves to be loved. She's worked hard. You've done so much like self-work on self-love and all this stuff. You have to love her. And and it was a very emotional moment. I felt like, damn it, I'm going to work this photo shoot. I'm going to work it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So if you were telling someone who didn't know, like, what makes Wishful special? I mean, there's a lot of skincare out there. What what do you tell people? Like, why is it different?
0: You know, Wishful is not going to answer everyone's issues for skin. We're not We're not about that. We're not going to come after you and be your only skincare brand. We're not going to do that. We're going to do a couple things and we're going to do those things really, really well. You know, with the Yo know, enzyme scrub that we have that's launching. Um, that honestly, to me, is the best scrub out there. I've been a big fan of the scrubs that come out of South Korea forever. And, um, you know, using cellulose instead of like these, you know, these gritty type of grains, whether it was nuts or, you know, oats or whatever you see, like they've always been really harsh for me and my skin is always broken out. And so for the, like, even on a weekly basis, if I use the scrub, I would potentially break out, you know, and now Mm -hmm. I've actually been using this scrub. I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, but I use it on a daily basis (laughs) and, um, and I can, and I don't break out for the first time ever. So we're not, we're not going after your wrinkles. We're not going to go after your hyperpigmentation. Like there's so many brands out there who are going to do that really, really well. We're going to go after making your skin look really smooth, really soft, and, you know, a little bit pore-free and retexturized. We're not going to go after your acne. You know, there's a lot of brands out there for that too. We're going to do, we're not going to have like 20, 30 products for the face. We're going to have, you know, just a handful. And those products are going to be really, really,
1: really good. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite? I have a few.
0: <laughs> I mean, the yoglo scrub, it's so funny because when we decided to launch with a scrub, everyone's was like, why are you doing a scrub? Scrubs like moisturizers are so much better. So you're not going to make that much in sales. And I was like... This is my baby. Like the scrub is like, that's what I've been using for years. You know, we, we mastered it. We got it really, really, we got to a place where I don't use any of the other scrubs that I was using. This is the best. Honestly, yeah, like I had a little bit of a mental breakdown in, in May. I had like, I was so stressed with work. I like, I ran away to Korea with my husband and my daughter. <laughs> I forgot my yoglo scrub. And so I was like, oh wait, this is fr-, like, it's inspired by the Korean scrubs. I'll be fine. And I went to the markets and I tried to get like a Korean scrub. And I was like, no, it's not the same. Ours is actually made in Korea, but. It wasn't like what was out there in the market. So um, I was like struggling when I was there with my my skin. (laughs) And I was like, in Korea, they have the most beautiful skin. I wanted to show them like cake face and beautiful skin. And now I can't. And now they're just going to think I'm cake face.
1: I mean, as you mentioned, like I feel like everyone's skin is so different that sometimes on social media, if someone says to me, like, what do you use? What should I use? It's so hard because unless you know specifically what kind of skin they have, like how sensitive it is, it's really hard to give somebody a recommendation. Are there certain things, though, within your line or just even out there in the world that you feel like everyone should be doing for their skin? I mean, that's honestly one of the things that we tried with our, our line as well. So
0: all of our products should be for everyone's skin type, no matter what your skin type is. And that, that's also why we can't do everything. Because at some certain point, you're going to have to have something for dry skin, for combination skin, for oily skin. So, you know, like, for instance, YoGlo, you can use for anybody. Our future products as well. Like, honestly, anybody can use them no matter what their skin type. Because it's you, I want to tell you everything we're launching. <laughs> <laughs> You
1: Me can, and Michelle go back. You after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to tell you afterwards because I'm not going to be able to hold it in. Um, I'm going to DM you and send you like a long voice note. but um, <laughs> okay. I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, we have, we have a lot of basic things, like really basic things that everybody should be using. I mean, honestly, some of the products, you know, some of the future products that you'll see, I use on my daughter because they're really basic. Like they're just, they're good for her skin. You know, she's eight. Like yeah. there's no reason why when she needs a little hydration, like on the plane or when we're traveling, she shouldn't be using some of these things.
1: Yep. Totally. So what is your skincare routine now and how has it changed over the years? Like, do you feel like, is your philosophy pretty minimal? Are you constantly like, I mean, again, you travel so much. Are you constantly trying new things? Like how has your routine evolved?
0: I mean, my skin is really bitchy. She's just, (laughs) she's just bitchy. So like, I have a hard time with her because, with her, with my skin, because, um, you know, it's just, it's just anything that I use that like, is fermented or is from the ocean or I mean there's just so many different types of uh, skin sensitivities that I have that just create breakouts so I I have found that I I have a hard time trying new things usually I'll try it on my neck or my chest and that's the only place that I can really try new things I've had a pretty pretty solid skin regimen for a long time I use way too many products though if I'm honest
1: how many if you had to estimate If you really want to know,
0: <laughs> I start first with, I double cleanse. I use um, our cleansing balm from Huda Beauty first. Do you double cleanse in the morning too? No, I actually don't do anything in the morning. I just um, splash water on my face oh, okay. and that's it. And sometimes I'll mist if I need to, or I use oil. But honestly, I, I'm a light person in the morning. It's really about, for me, the nighttime routine. Sometimes when I'm taking my daughter to school, on the way to school, I'll use like an EMS tool or a red light therapy. Like after I've dropped her off and I'm in the car, I mean, why, you know, why not? But... At night, I I'll start with double cleanse. So I use the cleansing balm, then I use the Tatcha Deep Cleanse, which is like my holy grail. I love it, and then uh, and then I use um, the Clinique Number no. Two Toner, which is the only thing that's kept my skin from breaking out. I mean, it just goes on and on forever. And then I use like the Dr. Jart firming serum. I use the CE Fruelic from uh, Skin a little bit of the Cause um, X, their hyaluronic, triple hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid. I love it.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I, I use all three of those things. And it's just like, ugh, like, why can't there just be one? And then I'll use a moisturizer. And then right now I'm using the Dr. Sturm moisturizer, which I really like the face cream. I really like that mm-hmm. one. and then uh, And then a rose oil afterwards at the end of it.
1: Yeah. You're talking to the wrong person, but that doesn't sound like a lot of stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's normal, right? That's normal you're, for us. That's totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like um, it, you, it actually sounds really similar to my routine too. Like as I'm listening, I'm like, hmm, share, okay. share. I want to hear.
0: What do you use?
1: <laughs> really similar. I double cleanse. Your cleansing balm is so good, by the way. Like it takes off all your eye makeup. It's so good. I do a double cleanse. I do a toner, but I'm I mix it around a lot. I, I use sometimes SK-2. I use Tatcha. I use like a whole bunch of them. Um, you know the seven skin method, the Korean seven yes. skin? I just learned about that weirdly from the Glow Recipe Girls, and so I've been trying to do that. I've been doing a lot of snail, snail serum, so snail mucin, or like a hyaluronic acid, I do the Drunk Elephant C-Firma, which also has Ferulic in it, which is why I was like, oh, sounds so familiar. <laughs> and then I'll do like a moisturizer. Like I more sort of like listen to my skin. Yes, I kind totally. of have evolved into doing like the whole skin wardrobe thing where I'll try and figure out like what does my skin need today. And obviously I can do that because I'm getting tons of products sent to me for free. Like I feel like I'm always aware of talking to other people, again, where it's like, if I had to pay for all of this stuff and everyone was not sending it to me, I certainly would not be, I wouldn't have like the gigantic, you know, closet filled with skincare that I do. But the fact that I do, I also really enjoy it and I see it as like, it's a it's a routine of self-care for me.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like the way you give yourself love at the end of the night and it feels like you deserve it. Like we all deserve it. We go totally. through, we work so hard, you go through so much or, you know, even if you don't work that
1: hard, everyone deserves a little bit of self-pampering at the end of the night. It feels good. Totally. I also love that in the morning you'll do like light therapy or other things. Do you do you do other services like do you do laser or anything else?
0: You know, I do. I do sometimes do certain treatments. I don't go to the spa that much for my face. I like. I literally was just supposed supposed to have a cryo facial right now, but I just canceled it. But you know, I do. I do like cryo for the face a lot. I feel like it just makes sure. I feel like it's great for your pores. I feel like it's amazing for lifting the skin as well. I love things that lift the skin. I'm all about EMS.
1: Have you done microneedling?
0: I don't know. Have I done it?
1: I don't know. I feel like I don't know what I've done because I've done everything. So I feel like microneedling, I had it done professionally, which I feel like it's so different from the ones that you can do at home. Okay. And that for sure, I saw like I don't a think I huge have done it. result in. It's like the vampire facial. The vampire facial is, it's microneedling plus PRP. So which they I take So that's when they take like your blood. Yeah. I and they loved. spin it and they do that. I haven't done that one yet that I think will be next. Once I, I don't think I can do it while I'm nursing, like after I have the baby. So I'll have to look into it a little bit more. Are you pampering yourself? I hope you're pampering yourself. I am pampering myself. It's weird though, because I think this time around, it's so different and there's so many like different rules and guidelines about what you can do and can't do when you're pregnant. So I'm also just being like super careful about things. But yes, I am. I'm taking it easy. The weird thing is when you get pregnant, like
0: it's actually so hard on your skincare routine because there's so many things that you actually can't use. People don't realize it. Exactly. I
1: miss my retinol. Yeah. For
0: sure. Retinol, I mean, so many things. God, there's so yeah. many serums out there that you literally can't use when you're pregnant. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the good thing is it's made me like a very careful ingredient reader. Like I, I always read labels anyway, but it's like it does make you sort of now really understand it, what's in everything. Yep. Totally. We've got about one more minute left, so I do want to ask you one more question. What beauty goals have you set for the new decade?
0: You know, I feel like my biggest beauty goal is really just health. Honestly, I feel like everybody's always like, oh, we want to get in shape. We want to get in shape. And I'm like, wanting to get in shape is just like never going to happen. So I really want to get like inside out healthy. I feel like everything will kind of fall in place if I can just do that. Like my skin will fall into place. My, you know, I sometimes can lose hair a little bit when I get too stressed or even from traction. I had like a little traction alopecia. Like, and I just, I just want to stop doing all that. I want to just like, you know, take care of myself inside out. So sleep, exercise. Um, I started belly dancing. I know I did like a, a, like a pun, like making fun of belly dancing on TikTok. But I actually used to belly dance back in the day, so I started doing it a lot more. And uh, just you know, just exercising, just taking care of myself. And for me, it's for the first time, it's not about the way I look. It's about actually being healthy and the way I feel. And I feel like it's just gonna be much more effective yeah. because of that.
1: Totally. Well, I feel like you're you're already on such a good path, even getting like eight or nine hours of sleep. Like that's such a huge part of it. I mean, it. I
0: try. I try. Some, I mean, some days I struggle and I have six, but your body adapts, right? Like as soon as you start getting used to eight hours and you get six hours, you're like, I can't do that. And before like six hours was a good night. So, um, you know, definitely trying.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be screwed in a couple of weeks with like a newborn <laughs> in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure you're going to have a lot of help. I'm sure, right? Your kids are gonna help, right? Your
1: <laughs> husband's gonna help. Everybody's gonna. Oh, help. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wake them up at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so we normally end this with me saying, like, "Do you have anything else to say to our audience? How to follow you?". I feel like our entire audience, I'm sure, is still like they already follow you. Is there anything that you want to say as far as like with wishful or anything else?
0: You know, I will say I have felt a lot of power within. Actually, you know, we're a makeup company, but not wearing makeup, I felt really really empowered so you know we've launched our wishful page and we said I gonna mean, be no makeup no photoshop no tune. and at first it felt really scary and now I'm like I feel really good about it and I've been seeing a lot of people I've actually been going out I've been seeing a lot of people not wearing makeup so much and they're like hey you know I saw you not wearing makeup I'm not wearing makeup and I'm like yes I know it's not good for a head of beauty, but yes, we do need that. I feel like we're at that time right now where we need it. Like, that's what we need. We need a little bit more of, you know, embracing ourselves and being ourselves and just feeling okay with it and feeling really powerful because of it.
1: Feeling really good. Well, I feel that same way about makeup too, that it's like, makeup is really fun. It's a great way to express yourself, but none of us should feel pressured by society that we have to do anything. So I think that's a really positive message. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm waiting for that DM also to, yes, to hear send about you, the Yes, I'm going to send of the you line. a lot of DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye, you, my love. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the amazing Huda Katan. Tune in next time for a Fashion Week interview with my good friends, Prabhal Garung and Philip Lim. Don't forget to subscribe to the Allure podcast and give us five stars if you like this conversation.